welcome to this week's podcast, Reels and Feels. I'm your host, T. Greasy, with my co-host, Chanel. And our producer extraordinaire, rocking the low. C major. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, you Fresh thought I wasn't going to say nothing. Look at that joint laying down. Hey, man, it gets you to a point. You get your hair break that long, and then and then that joint want to lay right? <laughs> it gets to a point, especially for all my people 30 plus, when, when, you, when you're doing your froze or whatever, and certain parts just ain't doing what they was doing at 22. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm I reached my cap. You, you know? and I... <laughs> Yeah, you you definitely reached your cap, and you and I have the same genetics, and our five heads are five Yo. heading. You know what I'm saying? It looks weird with a bush yeah, sometimes. It looks, it looks crazy. <laughs> like my wife told me, I was looking like uh, the mayor from Chicago. Hey, there. Yeah, <laughs> 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 she's she said, "Go ahead, put some product in that show or something." Like, what are you Yo, doing? That's a hell of a that's a hell of a uh, Halloween Yo. costume idea, B. And that's well, you just gotta I get a two inch suit on the rack. <laughs> and I, I, all I have to do is stay up two nights in a row. I you got, got the, the look, the face. I got the rings on. Brush your bush up in dinosaur mode, and you in there. The gray is there too. What? That ain't nothing. The kids would be confused. Yeah. <laughs> spend all your time yeah, and efforts we... towards shit that don't matter. <laughs> Yeah, yes. You, yes. Yes. you got it. I'm out there pruning and shit. Bro. I'm supposed to be handing out candy. Hey, <laughs> shit growing right now. All the leaves are falling. I'm out, I'm out there taping leaves back on the tree. Ooh. They'll be like, who's that ineffective woman over there? Oh, that's definitely Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> Slim, we are nuts. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are sorry to our dedicated listeners. For the late release, I'm uh, not sorry. Week. This is Major's hey. fault. Hey. <laughs> for all my fellas li- that's listening, y'all know what it is. They expected the two men that that are taking care of everything in post to communicate. Um, <laughs> I still don't know. I don't know when exactly my man's had his child. That just like you, you, you expecting details out of, and it's just not genetically wired for us to to communicate to that point. Mm, and I made mm-hmm. up the point that it's kind of gay too. After after <laughs> after fellas, after how many texts back and forth do it feel like you setting up a a vacation with your man's? <laughs> that's 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 what I'm getting at. <laughs> by by the I by wanna... the second response, it's it's officially it's officially again. It's just like the rainbow just you know what I'm saying. Might as well send the picture of the <laughs> of the one bed <laughs> suite <laughs> that y'all want to of the king suite, <laughs> the king suite that y'all want to stay in. <laughs> That's real shit. Like shout out shout out to four three because we'll text like. He'll start texting, start off with a yo, and then um I text him back, he texts back, <laughs> then he call. Like it shuts down after that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if it's that important. Outside of that, the, the convo just go dead. Like I ain't gonna keep texting this nigga. Yeah. My son will have a full on conversation with a nigga on FaceTime with the camera facing face the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I can't, can't look at him. Y'all not no. gazing at each other's eyes. Fuck you on. I, I don't understand, but you know, at that point, you could just call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, 
Cause I get so like the the call. Nah, cause then your feet might be dangling. You, you never know what I'm. And you, might, like, you know what I mean. Like right now, my feet are up. If my man's called me, my feet are laid up against the couch, but my shoes off, my socks, my toes exposed. Like that's wild. No. Like, don't, don't call me when I'm in this predicament. Don't call me with my with my legs up. He can't even see no. you. This is the. But you know, there's a tone that covers your legs is up. Yeah, like <laughs> why you sound like he that, just nigga? Know. Like, what's up with you? Where your legs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the, wild question. What's the current status toe, from the waist down, nigga? Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> or what's or you just hear the do, do, and it it just switched the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, nah, nigga, what's going? You sound where, where you at? <laughs> Nigga, you taking you know, a bath? I'm just up like this and shit. It's like, nah, cuz I'm cool. I'm about to smoke, nigga. <laughs> the current waist down status is bananas. No. I don't like it. I, I hate it. <laughs> I, I said all of this. I don't even know where I was going. Okay. I'm sorry the episode was late. I'm going to take some action. And make sure that that doesn't happen again. I realize that my two partners over here, they leave, they go to work, they have to deal with traffic and things of that nature. It's not, it's fine. I don't come, my commute is about 15 steps. I can make this part of the podcast a little easier and I will do that. So moving forward, we shouldn't have that much of a disconnect. I am saying this as a 46 year old woman who loses her train of thought quite often. So, <laughs> Grace. <laughs> Extend the grace. <laughs> yeah, I get hot. I get cold. Shit is wild right now. Yeah, shit is definitely wild right now. All right. Um, how was everybody's week, Miss Janelle? Uh, we we wind up not recording last week, but like I said, you wouldn't have known because the episode just came out from a couple of weeks ago. I was traveling, so we couldn't really make it happen. Um, well, I, I was back by then, but you know how you back, but you not. You ain't back. Your brain not really. Yeah, I needed I needed a day, so it actually worked out for everybody that we took last week to kind of recalibrate. Miss Janelle was under the weather. If y'all know, I will be sniffing throughout the company. Uh, Throughout the episode, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just so y'all know, I'm, no, you good. You I'm good. still in recovery mode, but I'm a lot better than I was. Our listeners have been dealing with me that. and T's sinuses for a hundred. <laughs> so yeah, I think they can handle this. We still don't know what we sound like. <laughs> so, I mean, just you you sniffling is not. Yeah, we mm. good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, C Major had mom Dukes. Mm up there so it just made a lot of sense that we just pause regroup this week it worked out i was supposed to be at blacktoberfest in north carolina hooking up with the homie drinking some brews from black breweries having a good ass time we making plans we sending hotels back and forth we getting everything squared away i'm getting sice he sent me a hotel i was like (laughs) and then And then I get a text saying, oh, snap. It's my anniversary weekend. I can't even. (laughs) 
So I was like, damn, now, let me tell you what the alternative was, because I had tickets to the Commanders-Falcons game here. In the midst of us planning the Blacktoberfest thing, I'm like, well, I got to get those back to Cuz, because I'm sure people from the DMV coming down, and she can she do whatever she do with them joints, mm-hmm. right? So I hit her up. I said, my bad, you know, slipped my mind, supposed to be meeting somebody. Here's your tickets back. She's like, cool, bet. She take the tickets back. I don't even know if it was an hour later the homie hit me. Oh, it's my anniversary. <laughs> so even when I try to go outside, I don't really be wanting to go out. The <laughs> universe be like, nah, sit your nah, ass down. Nah, you cool. You got how many TVs in the house? You ain't got to go nowhere, really. <laughs> I mean, you good. Why? Yeah, so that was that was a little bit of my week. Work week was crazy. Um, a lot of stop and go. We at the end of the year, you know how the end of the year is, Miss Janelle. For every sector of business, you just rushing. You trying to squeeze as much out of the out of the fruit as possible, and I feel like we getting squeezed quite a bit uh, where I'm at. So um, it's been hectic. It's been hectic, but I have been taking a little more time for me because fuck that. You know, what yes. I mean? like I used to be. I used to be the one coding into the wee hours of the night, typing away. Ron Jim has noticed a difference. I just might be playing Madden during lunch break. Like, <laughs> I'm going to take some breaks and get myself together, and I'm I'm done at 5, sometimes 4.45, sometimes 4.15. If it's, if it's a wrap, if it's something that I can't complete by 5, I don't even start it. So I've been moving forward with that, and it has been helping me quite a bit with my stress level so and you know that's where i'm at with it miss janelle how was your week besides fighting off whatever illness plagued you um you know i've been a masked bandit for many years and and i had a cold hit me and i wasn't used to it because i haven't been sick in a long time but um i'm i'm better um Work is work. I'm in full fucking mode. Uh, You get get eight hours out of me, and that's it. I don't take nothing home. I don't have a work bag. I'm not doing doing none of that shit. Uh, You you go to work with your purse? I go to work with my purse, baby. Some some snacks, (laughs) some lunch, (laughs) and I'm leaving. Fuck all that. Um... No, nah, y'all can't have my cell number. I'm not available. So so that's been good. I haven't been stressed out there. My my personal life has been interesting. Some family stuff going on. Um I, like I I've I've been privileged to not have adulting hit me very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. and now it's showing up. And uh Hey man, I'ma see. I'ma see how. I'ma see how I do. This, these are the times where you figure out what you made of. Yeah, man. And, uh, <clears throat> I, I got faith in yeah, you. So you you built you built Yari Tech. <laughs> uh, last night though, last night was amazing. Went to see Maxwell with the National Symphony Orchestra. Ooh. Um, anybody who's seen Maxwell live, you know that he is definitely the microphone is on. He's definitely a performer. But I did not know the jewel, the gem that we had with the National Symphony Orchestra. 
watching them play is like a fucking movie. Um, you know, you know the skill and the talent, and the you know that is there. But like the level of professionalism from the maestro uh, Stephen Reinecke, who did Nas' performance, Kendrick. He's the uh, he is the principal pop conductor mm-hmm. um, right now, and he got them people in a zone, young. It, it was. It was amazing. So if you were a person who likes to support the arts, I am an advocate of local theater, local artists. If you're in the DMV and you want to support the National Symphony Orchestra, please do, because that was that was a motherfucking show. Maxwell was cool, but my nigga on the xylophone was... <laughs> Come on now, don't talk about him. <laughs> the xylophone nigga is my nigga. That's your thing. Yo, That's what you came to see. The, Did you get his autograph? Slim. If I could have, I, I, that and you know, Bad Habits. That song, the mm-hmm. horns go crazy. Yes. The the way the horn section got out, it, it's something you gotta mm. witness. You know what I mean? Like it's something you gotta see. So anybody who was able to catch one of the four shows that Maxwell did, y'all y'all understand what I'm saying? That's dope. That is dope. If you if you ever get a chance to see one of your favorite performers with the National Symphony Orchestra, when Nas did it, I was like, oh shit, that might be dope. Uh, I'm glad I saw it with Maxwell. He's such a great musician and writer and all of that stuff and. They they were able to make magic, so that that was the perfect end to a mid ass week. It, it, mm. it lifted me a bit, you know, for going forward. So for that alone, I had a great week. That's what's up. And what a smart marketing tool for the national Symphony absolutely orchestra to focus to have a dedicated pop genre like set list or yeah um schedule to include to bring in the folks that might not normally go see them yeah that's that's pretty dope that's pretty dope i know i've seen advertisements here for going to watch a movie with a live orchestra yeah playing them you know the score and the and the music while the movie's going and i i was intrigued by it uh i think i might i might Hop on one of those next. I'm gonna say do it because you will find yourself watching the musicians because everything from how they even rest their instruments when their section is not in motion, the precision with which they turn the pages, you get you get engulfed in all of that because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you you know how me and you go. We love the technical shit of music, and that was just I I could have. That show could have been 16 hours and I would have just been sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Dope. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. C Major, Yo. fresh from the barber's chair. Man, um, my week was y'all. It was y'all lit, man. Got, um, sat down with, uh, 4-3. I don't know, for those who listen, I always mention 4-3 Open Market. That's kind of like who I've been working with on a creative basis. Um, got three songs like officially set away and put together for the first C major solo project, like in the works, like they recorded. And they, of course we got some touching up to do, but 
got that working, got a title for the project. So like that was that's been real exciting. Got to meet we got a marketing company working with us. So they're gonna be working on press. You said you got the meat. Got. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got it. I got it. Yeah, <sighs> I said it. This ain't this ain't um Cameron and May show. Fuck it. <laughs> These Arby's. <laughs> got to meet up with them. Um, got that together. Um, I think I might be going back to the street niggas. Street niggas coming back with good weed prices and good weed. Um. Ooh. <laughs> over the dispensary yeah, I, I only i've been pretty faithful to one up here um and because mm. i built up a pretty good loyalty points <laughs> type situation so like mm-hmm. i'm trying to i got my goal <laughs> once i get enough to give me a free ounce then i'm out i can go to the next jump but um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I i just been finding it a little bit especially because one one of the plugs just came up he, he actually a customer in my job so i don't have to go anywhere um mm. and i get i could get paid while paying him because he he, yeah. he, he gets work done look at you, <laughs> so, look at you. <laughs> it's all about the small the mm-hmm. little things <laughs> so i've been Love establishing that. those relationships um outside of that still trying to get the house together you know wait a minute let's back up to all this talk about the solo project mm. major Mr. Janelle, when's the first, when's the last time you heard C Major say I got marketing, I got this person working on this project, this person working on this? I've project. never heard that at all. Um, this sounds like a new. He man. sounds serious, uh, Major. I would like to understand, uh, if you will, like just give me the details of how I could pay four three for your project, <laughs> and <laughs> nothing, no residual goes to you. If you could work that out for me, I'll work that out but, for you. Right. Get you, get you his details. God <laughs> damn! Man. I mean, Miss Janelle Knife Game is pretty yo, swift. Yo. Yeah. Almost what was that Michael Jackson bad? It's <laughs> well, you don't even see the trick coming. <laughs> you don't even see it coming. Let's get into some jive news. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Was that it, C Major? Um, for your for your weekly wrap. Oh yeah, one last or... thing. Uh, like I said, we've been getting the house together. Finance has been a little tight because we had a lease breaking situation on top of paying rent for the new spot. So we finally, for the first time, were able to like go out to eat, um, like mm. comfortably. Like we didn't go nowhere crazy. Went to y'all house, um, which is one of our favorite spots, and that that felt good for us. Like that was just like a mini W yeah. for us. Yeah, kind of like symbolic for us. Like getting back in tr- on track you can you can yeah. handle it yeah 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 i, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got a you. nice the commission check came through and uh, niggas thought you know when niggas getting spot and the check come through and it's it's your first check that you could do something with i've been talking crazy yeah i'm about to go get that smart tv like but you know <laughs> real like reality um, yeah, yeah. Um, i'm a yeah. i'm gonna wait it out but let's go have this modest mi- let's go to this yeah. place and this place mm-hmm. we love and enjoy each other yep. and tip yep. well and you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah no i feel you i feel you i felt like that um getting into the new yeah. spot as well uh and we've been here a year and i'm right back to being in the house you made yourself let me tell you something about taxes let me tell you something about real estate taxes and, and not having enough money in that <laughs> Let me learn y'all something about that mortgage I thought I had last year and how that shit changed. Mm. Woo. 
And all you niggas out there with houses, all our listeners, y'all ain't tell me that. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't never say nothing about that shit. I applied with the state. I did the little homestead tax thing. <laughs> they still hit me. The city hit me. The city of Lawrenceville hit me. The state of Georgia hit me. It was like, hey. I will say this. We tried to. T- <laughs> Wherever our listeners are, working with a, a realtor who does Maryland, D.C., and Virginia, from state to state, from region to region, different shit pops up. But what I will say to people mm-hmm. who are like, you know, buy property, buy property is cheaper than renting. It's not. Um, not all, <laughs> not the all the time. Um, and you do have to consider a lot of things, a lot of expenses that'll pop. It's not always your HVAC breaking down, having to replace a refrigerator. A lot of times it's other things because you are technically responsible for everything on that property. And yep. sometimes people aren't yep. ready for that. So we had, we, we, because we, because we did, we did a lot of sitting down last year. We're good. But had I taken those trips, had I gone crazy, had we gone crazy with renovation plans mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, we would be in a serious, serious hole. We're not. So we just, we looked at each other over the week and said, you know what? Okay, so we can't do the big things right now. Let's paint. Mm-hmm. Let's, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's the it's the like it's the little things. Mm-hmm. So we we just started doing stuff like that. Like we can go buy a couple of buckets of paint and, and do the bathroom. Yeah. Let's do mm-hmm. a hallway. Let's do this. So we doing shit like that. Start off small, do the little projects first, C major, mm-hmm. and then stack, stack, stack. See how things you know feel a little bit later than do a big thing. That's my advice because I'm currently in it too. So we can yeah. let's talk. Let's talk outside yeah. of this. We can we can definitely sure. do that. Let's get it to some Jive news. Let me share my screen. See how if I remember how to do mm. this. Ooh, y'all, let me know. Okay. Uh, mm. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you. Last time we Nothing recorded, happened. I was fighting for my life. I I got two cords to hook up, and I ain't did. I ain't dealt with none of this shit in so long. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck ain't the mic? What, what, what do I do with? How do I connect the? Oh, oh, damn. Okay, here we go. Yo, it's been we rusty. We a little rusty. That's all. We just a little bit rusty. Can y'all see that? It's popping. There we go. Yep. All right. Cool. T boat. Mm. Oh, we not starting there. Look that was at the, you. That was the. You if went we had through all time. that arranging. I did, and I still didn't arrange it the way I wanted to. All right. A woman was denied. <laughs> a woman was denied medication for being of childbearing age. She just sued the hospital. Tara Rules says her doctor in upstate New York was determined to protect a hypothetical fetus instead of helping her treat debilitating pain. Um, Last September, New York resident Tara Rule posted a raw emotional video on TikTok saying she had been denied a medication to treat a debilitating... Excuse me. Some things Mm -hmm. don't change, even with the break. I didn't practice reading over the break. Uh, TikTok says she said she had been denied a medication to treat a a painful condition <laughs> called, called cluster headaches because her neurologist told her she was of childbearing age and the medication could cause birth defects to a hypothetical fetus. Rule said that she that as she sat in the room at the doctor's office. Uh, she told him she never planned to have kids and would have an abortion if she became pregnant. 
um, referencing the overturning of Roe v. Wade, he responded that getting the care she was seeking is tricky, trickier now with the way things are going. He also said she should bring her partner in on a conversation on her medical care. Her partner, not a... Oh, Miss Jenna, I see what you did here. Let's see why you... He, uh, Rule asked if the issue preventing her from getting the highly effective medication was solely that she could become pregnant. And if I was like through menopause, would the medication be very effective for cluster headaches? The doctor affirmed it would. He also asked about her sex life and whether she's with a steady person. Rule shared the audio recordings of the appointment on TikTok at the time. These are wild questions that the doctor is asking this this really uh struck a nerve with me because when i was around 24 25 i asked to be sterilized i was denied Mm. um i've since taken measures (laughs) to not be pregnant uh which led to more medical procedures and more and uh, if i had the resources time and energy and knowledge when I was 24, I probably would have sued because I had a similar conversation with my healthcare provider, basically stating that I didn't know myself. I would probably change my mind. And what if the person that I this what if a hypothetical person that I might potentially marry wanted children? I don't give a fuck if they want children. I'm telling you what <laughs> what the fuck I'm saying. So this just follows suit. And how comfortable medical professionals are in telling women how they should manage their reproductive health. I get mm-hmm. migraine headaches. I I don't know what this cluster headache thing that she's talking about is, but I also see a neurologist, and I swear on everything, if something could take away this pain, and they said, no, Janelle, you can't because you might one day have a child. <laughs> nah. Saying that to you is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saying it to anybody. anybody. Yeah, anybody. I mean, yeah, as, yeah, I'm re- as I'm reading it, it sounds yeah. crazy to me. But it also harkens back to a time where that was that was prelevant. I I have. Yeah, no, you, totally, you said that was what you said prelevant, and I was just like, God you know damn. what? I'm gonna just let her cook because that <laughs> sounds like the medication she was trying to get on and shit. <laughs> <laughs> You in See, there. Be... <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Volecci's, Bocelli's. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have this thing with <laughs> shrimp, the adobolo, all that shit. I be fucking all them extra shits up, you know? I gotta add prevalent to the oh, list of shit. words I need to practice. But I had a similar conversation when I was 19 uh, about birth control and the doctor, my, my caregiver at that, or my practitioner at the time uh, was a, this is when I realized I needed to move out of the pediatric circle and get uh, an adult, like an adult practitioner was basically telling me, oh, you just turned, you turned 18. Yes, you're an adult, but you shouldn't be having sex. (laughs) So why would you be interested in? Ooh, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> why would you be interested in any birth control? I think you need to go home and talk to your parents and they'll get you straight and then don't basically don't come back in this <laughs> office with that bullshit. So, but when I share stories like this to, you know, with our kids who are in their twenties, they look at it, they look at me like I've like they said That's that to you. They shit. can't say that to you. I'm like, yeah, they did. They did. And and they had in their minds all the reason to do that, you know? This type of story, yeah, this is crazy. I hope she gets everything she's uh, afforded by law. I hope she follows through. And I would love to have some type of follow-up to this story because that is craziness. All right, let's move on. Dick Buckus, one of the greatest linebackers in NFL history, dies at the age of 80. That news sent uh, waves throughout the entire NFL, the entire league, the entire sports world, really, because if you are of any age to have witnessed Dick Buckus live, you know what impact he had on the game. This is it's different. Uh, when they was playing, when Dick was playing, now this is crazy. The, the name, name is, is crazy. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, when Dick was was playing ball, <laughs> when Dick was in there. <laughs> I'm trying to be mature, but it's not working. Yeah. I keep pausing myself in my head. <laughs> it was the, like Bama's hit. Limbs were broken. Ligaments were torn. All types of shit happened when Dick was up in there. Like, you gotta... <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> it was a different set of rules. Yeah, yeah. And for him to have the type of career... When Dick got up in the gap, it was crazy. <laughs> it was... Yeah. You did not want to be the lone man in the gap to I'm meet not Dick. Doing this. That's one thing. You did not want to be. Doing so, this. No. <laughs> now, off the heels of this news, the commanders at home Thursday night, prime time. C Major was trying to get tickets to this game. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad nobody. I'm glad no family member was present. Oh, we was in that for this massacre. It, it got to the because there was multiple men in that group chat shooting texts back and forth. We did we did the unspeakable <laughs> trying to get tickets to that jump. And yeah, oh y'all was y'all was actively planning. Yeah, we, yeah, actively. Yeah, basically three niggas, so. single bedroom. <laughs> That's what it and that's what it would have been if we would have went to that game. We would have felt like three niggas in a single bedroom. <laughs> To watch, and a cast to, to watch and the commanders get, mm. to, I mean, to get mollywopped by the Bears, a Bears that is not the, a Bears team that is not a good team. So, anyway, salute to the Bears for pulling off the victory on the heels of hearing this news. Salute to Dick Buckus, the fans everywhere, a great, great all-time NFL player. Rest in peace. Did you see the somebody Let's, pulled a? a- a tweet. They tweeted him and was like, "My grandfather died playing you." And that <laughs> motherfucker responded and said, "He probably deserved it." <laughs> That's the type of. When I tell you, nobody wanted to be in the gap with Dick. That's what I meant, yeah. Like I know that sounds yeah. wild on multiple levels, but that dude, like linebackers, were feared. It was di- it was yeah. a different game and. Salute to the NFL for making the necessary changes to make it somewhat safer 
for everybody, but there's still a lot that could be done to make it safer for everybody. Um, but yeah, back in those days, and these motherfuckers wasn't making a ton of money. Mm-mm. This was just raw gladiator shit. This was just raw fame. Just I'm famous for breaking a yeah. nigga leg <laughs> on TV. You know, to, like that's you a different type of dude to to want to sign up for the NFL back in those days. Uh, let's move on. Men get stressed when their wives make more money than they do. This was in a Make It. This is a CNBC article. Uh, the number of women who are the primary breadwinners in their families is on the rise. According to 2018 research from the U.S. Census Bureau, in one of four heterosexual married couples, women make more than their male partners. But a new study from University of Bath, I guess that's how you say that, suggests that this trend is impacting male partners' mental health. The study examined 6,000 American heterosexual married couples over the course of 15 years to see how this shift has impacted people's physical and mental health, life satisfaction, and relationships. They found that men felt the most anxious when they were the sole breadwinners in the family and the least stressed when their women partners were contributing 40% to the household income. But as women made more money uh, past that point, men become increasingly uncomfortable and stressed, according to the findings. The reason traditional social gender norms suggest that men should be the breadwinners in relationships. And even though the tides are turning, many Americans adhere to the deep-rooted unconscious belief that men must be able to provide financially to be a proper provider for their family. Um, What say you see, Major? (laughs) Not in this household. (laughs) This is... Whatever that first report was about when niggas, what, what year is that? The 60s? I don't give a fuck. I, I get, it, niggas always said I was an old soul. And yeah, I, I, I'm relating with my ancestors on this one. Fuck that bullshit. Niggas, what the fuck is you? What the fuck are you trying to be? Much, like this? Watching music videos and shit, nigga, what the fuck? It was. I, I don't, don't know, know what language he was speaking. And I don't know his stance, honestly. He just made a bunch of sounds. Fuck that shit. Get paid, women. <laughs> Get paid. Get paid more than me. I'm going to tell you. Please. <laughs> I'm not married, but in my partnership, I make a little bit more than, than, than my man does. And I one of the things that is a blessing is how progressive he is where it's not even a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if I don't feel any energy that suggests that his mental health is affected by the arrangement that we have. Um, and we just, we just play to our strengths and, <laughs> and our situation. Um, but if he ever felt stressed, you know, I, I'm sorry. Go get money, nigga. But <laughs> after money. that, hey, that's what I'm about to say. Y'all niggas ain't mad at the women. Ricks wash up in Florida all the time. Go down, Y'all niggas is broke. Go that's what the fuck money. it is. Get a better job, nigga. <laughs> Shit. Go fishing for yeah, a brick. Man, that, you mad? Mm-mm. 
yeah, I don't have that, you know, obviously not in a heterosexual norm, normal relationship, but I will say this, uh, I'm stressed <laughs> all the time. Uh, I feel like even if she made more money, I would still, still be stressed. Yeah. This is not, that's just who this you is, are. This is how, this is more about a product. That's who I am. Yeah. If she made all the money, I'd still be stressed. So I get it. You know, if you've been socially conditioned throughout time to feel like you're supposed to be the breadwinner and then here comes your partner with more. But at a certain point, you got to work through that, whether that's seeking therapy or whatever, whatever need you need to go ahead and figure it out because it is what it is at this point, especially if you care about your partner, you love your partner, you want to spend the rest of your life, which I'm assuming is the reason why you got married in the first place. Then go sit on somebody's couch and work it out, man. If you're, yeah, work it out. Uh, or go fishing for a break, like C Major said. Let's move on. Meet the first women to receive a four-year college football scholarship. I had to really dig into this. I want to be. I was like, let me make sure she's not a kicker, <laughs> and she's not. <laughs> Why did I do the same thing? <laughs> because we've heard this story before. Like I think a punter might have made it and walked mm-hmm. on. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, nobody who's received a four-year scholarship. But I've heard off, you know, stories about a, a woman kicker, or a female punter, or a female field goal um, perfectionist making a couple of college teams, and it kind of goes. That story kind of fades away because it's a, it's not a D one, it's not a a school that you would see on ESPN. So it's like, oh shit, you know, let's, let's celebrate this victory, this first woman to make this roster but it's oftentimes a position where she's not seeing a lot of contact traditionally this woman however (laughs) she's in she's in the mix she's in the mix this is Antoinette Harris 22 year old black woman who became the first woman ever to attend college on a full football scholarship she has overcome challenges brought about by her gender and her build Uh, what other people say, and even a fatal illness she was diagnosed with. In fact, she dreams of being the first woman to play in the NFL. Harris, who was born and raised in Detroit, has always been a football fan since she was four years old. Even though she also liked cheering and track and field, she really really enjoys football the most. So she started watching her cousins play until she herself played football during grade school. Eventually, she entered the high school football team, but the teammates who weren't really uh but with teammates who weren't really <clears throat> accepting you know it wasn't easy as for easy at first she goes on to say um i want to get to the point where where in the story does it say her position i want to say they say that all the way to the end because i think a lot of us did the same thing like is she a kicker um where was it see major do you remember what the she um position was I think she plays uh, safety. She plays free safety. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right yeah, there yeah. on that, okay. that paragraph. Yeah, yeah. Free safety. She continued with her dreams. Right here. She continued with her dreams. Despite people telling her she couldn't move from high school football to college, while enrolled at Golden West College, she entered East Los Angeles College to be able to play free safety with the community college team. So, uh, not a D1, but a step in the right direction for any 
female football players out there who want to pursue football at a higher level. Congratulations to her. There are tackle teams out there. Um, I was heavily recruited for one out uh, while I was playing flag football. But Gerasmo and I both said, "There's no, they, they, wait a minute, you don't get paid? What happens right. <laughs> on Monday morning? I was already coming to work, black eyes, bruised up, scratches on my face from flag football. If I had done tackle, I could have mm-hmm. CTE. Like, it's all time. You think about the unregulated, you, you, NFL is highly regulated to a, you know, to a certain degree. You know, even they missed or they knew about CTE and hit it. You talking about leagues out there that do tackle, that have tackle football and don't have the resources that the NFL does. These women and men are out there paying to play this sport with basically a couple of EMTs on the side line and a volunteer trainer. It's different. And when you think about that, you weigh that against the rest of the the quality of life. I chose (laughs) to retire from both flag football and not pursue tackle and go ahead and finish my career with as but much that's brain why this opportunity should be opened so. up to women because there are women who are passionate about the game and you should be able to play with it being your profession being paid for it with the best trainers and equipment and anything available to you mm-hmm. so I, I really hope that you know she does achieve her dream of making it to the nfl um i understand that misogyny is the order of the day and that is something that will have to be fought against. But if you're willing to put your body into that man or woman, you should be able to, if you can compete at the right level, you should be able to get compensated for it and, and do it as a professional. So I, I hope the best for her. I dig it. 100%. Yeah. I do hope the best for her. I, I went a step further and I found a, a, a reel on some of her highlights. She probably won't make it to the league, but... Who know? Who knows though? Because if she goes out to the to the school that she's going to, and and is able to build upon what she already has, who knows? Yeah, this is building blocks. These are steps. These are just little steps, little building blocks. We get closer and closer to, you know, you find a woman with the with the right uh, athletic ability that can actually pursue it. Cause a lot of women I believe have the athletic ability, but are stirred at mm-hmm. young ages away from those type of activities. So it's not, I don't think it's unreasonable to assume that one day we'll see this actually come to fruition. I don't know. I, I think it might happen. It is. Yeah. Could so, happen you in know, our lifetime it could be that we see a, a, a five or six year old girl who loves the game right now, seeing this pursues it heavily comes through does her thing you know what i mean just the fact that a college was able to you know set aside whatever nonsense keeps women out of the game give her the scholarship that's a nice step in the right direction so that kids who are coming up mm-hmm. you know playing in age unlimited leagues or you know anything local that allows co-ed yeah. football come through do your thing you know keep that passion alive yeah i'm gonna tell you that the league I played in, they were some of the most precise route runners I've ever seen in my entire life. 
I mean, you you mm-hmm. you know a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Two major mm-hmm. AI can run a post better than most most mm-hmm. most men. I mean, I've I've watched a couple of commanders can't run a post the way Sweet AI shit. did back in back in the day. So there are some players out there, you know, you that are playing leagues that are unrecognized that have that athletic ability that just love the game. So I can see this happening definitely. Let's move on. DJ Envy. Um, it's under a lot of fire. This was happening. This was this news was breaking wide open while we were out. Um, but in recent news, we have the real estate ripoff. Radio DJ promoted alleged New Jersey scheme, leaving investors out of millions. Um, popular radio host DJ Envy is under scrutiny for promoting a real estate venture of a friend that some investors now say was a scheme. On his syndicated iHeartRadio show, The Breakfast Club, Envy has often promoted the real estate venture of his pal, Cesar Pena. Uh, But it's more than just a passing endorsement. Uh, Quote, we've helped so many people, not just regular people, but celebrities, athletes, and executives, DJ Envy said on his radio show. Envy and Cesar teamed up for seminars, including one at the convention center, pitching opportunities to flip properties, often in distressed areas of New Jersey. Jose Santiago and his wife, Jessica Ortiz, say they believed investing in a real estate venture in a Patterson neighborhood would be their ticket to the American dream. Um, They quoted as saying, that's the reason I got into real estate, so we can actually start flipping properties, buying properties, so we can have something for our kids in the future. Uh, The couple says they connected with entrepreneur Caesar after seeing him on social media with DJ Envy. Um, His advertising, you know, Quote, he's advertising this all over radio and television, so I thought this was legit, Santiago said. We invested $200,000, and it looks like we won't ever get it back. Um, The pitch. They're going to break down how it happened here. So the pitch, to invest in rundown properties that would be renovated and flipped for money. The promise return up to 30% of profits. And in some cases, Caesar didn't even own the properties, including the one Santiago and Ortiz took $200,000 in equity from their Florida home to finance the project. They said they were told profits would come within four months, but they never saw a dime. So right now they're paying interest, and now every month he has nothing. Uh, Nigel Champlin claims that he was conned by Caesar into investing $235,000 into the same Patterson property. Wait a minute. So you got two two investors investing $200,000 into the same property along with homes in Hawthorne and Maplewood that each required $300,000. There were other people investing in these exact same properties, Shamblin told News 4. It was a scam. It was a lie. Woo! (laughs) Now. I see Ortiz and Santiago's um, point about watching this gentleman on TV on a syndicated radio show, talk about opportunities and selling you because that's what they're doing. They're selling you. But I also having the experience that I have of, of chasing the fast and high returns know that 30% is rather aggressive for any investment opportunity. 30% returns it's too good to be true. I think is the is what I'm, I'm. I was trying to look for some clever 
metaphor, but it's no, it's just too good to be true. You are. It's it's disheartening and sad that people of certain statures go through the motions to try to convince people. To I mean, they go out of their way to scam people, basically. And I don't know. We we're getting into kind of a gray area because. I didn't see in this article where DJ Envy took money said, you know, I, I'm not seeing that specifically in here, but the fact that he's promoting this gentleman on the radio, on his syndicated radio show, on social media, via hosting these seminars all over the country, because they went to Detroit, did the same thing. They were up and down the East Coast selling these uh, seminars and that's always a red flag because there was a time during especially during COVID Ms. Janelle I don't know if you if your algorithm was on the same wave as mine but there were a lot of people selling selling yep. classes on how to make money and I was thinking to myself make why money. are you selling exactly. a class on how to make money because if your method works you don't need any money why I, why do I have to right why are you yep. right why yep. is this class $1200 why is this seminar three hundred dollars? Why am I paying you? That's what I'm <laughs> is the seminar so I, a lot of those influence social media influence? Because I'm curious. Some of them will go on their uh, pages and advertise. Hey, one time only free seminar. Here's the Zoom link. Come, come. I'm gonna show you. This is the one time I'm offering this type of information for free, and then you go. And I, I admit I've done this because I like to figure out where the angle is. You dedicate an hour and a half to attend this free seminar yep. where they're selling you on yep. the real seminar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're not getting anything for free. All you're getting is you came here to watch an ad, to watch um, his former class attendees tell you all the great things that they were able to accomplish by attending this seminar and what i realized like the the the, the mm -hmm. pyramid scheme is just evolving it's it's moving around and it's shape-shifting and you, it doesn't quite look the same but that's basically what happened and it's unfortunate that these things happen during the worst times socially for us so during covid i saw i, I know y'all if any of y'all spent any time on social media you saw them they were out there selling you. Apparently, all you had to do was buy. You, you mm. go buy an old storage <laughs> unit. <laughs> you, 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 you clean it out. Then you take all that shit and you mark it up and you put it on Amazon. Yep. Because there was an Amazon. This is how you get rich on Amazon scam. This there was a. This is how you get rich playing uh, trade options. There was a, a stock. Mm -hmm. uh, let me show you how to make millions. Trading, so I made seventy thousand just in an hour. All of these joints, everybody who's doing it, if they're selling the class on how to do it, they're not making any money. And that's what it sounds. Let me like tell you where Envy's going to run here. into problems, because there have been celebrities who have been successfully sued uh, for promoting crypto um, with companies that folded. Oh, he yeah. has done heavy promotion. And he decided this week to shoot himself in the foot further because he opened up the show talking about against the advice of my legal counsel. 
I'm going to speak oh, on. And Charlemagne, who rarely has good insight <laughs> to things, said, if it's against the advice of your legal counsel, stop talking, Envy. And <laughs> right. And Envy could not stop talking. So uh, I don't think that this is going to go well for him. That's that's what I'm going to say. That's my prediction. No. No. I think a lot of people, and this doesn't just touch Envy in, in the Breakfast Club. This guy was on a lot yeah. of people's platforms selling things. Uh, the EYL brothers, they caught some yeah. They caught some strays because yeah. Caesar was there. Yeah. A lot of other podcasts was catching strays because Caesar made the rounds selling his, his con his con basically so it's gonna be interesting to see how all this unfolds how many people how big like the it, the invest fest happens in atlanta this is the second year it happened this year and i was like thinking to myself i went to the you know i went to the website to see how much it costs and i said this is another let me give you 400 500 six twelve hundred dollars mm-hmm. for the vip whatever it was so I can attend all three days and watch rich people tell me mm-hmm. bullshit. Give me rhetoric. Give me jargon on how to make money. I don't know how many people I would love to hear. I would love for them to advertise to me the people who walked away from those seminars and applied whatever they learned and got it. Got to the bag. I want to hear somebody who went to the Invest Fest <laughs> with their last 300 came out you know what I'm saying? Came out with an actionable game plan and made, and and now they're millionaires because that's the dream that they're selling these people. And some, for some people, it's their last 300. They're desperate. They're, they're anxious to, to hit it big. We are a group of, we are a culture that is, yeah. that is in love with fast money. If we can get to it, we want to get to it. We want to get to it fast. Alright, I see the time. We need to get this thing going do we want to talk about jada do we want to save that for producers only i think we should we should save this for producers only because i got a lot to say about this well not not even about jada but about some of you niggas (laughs) yeah the whole thing because i because i had to take a 30 Uh I i had to zoom out you know sometimes you i had to zoom out and I was I I think Miss Janelle, you and I might be on the same page with this. Now I am all about you've heard me on right. past podcasts say leave us alone. Right. I'm I'm still on leave us alone. The the less you you celebrities talk, the better it is for me. But I do have a, a different take gotcha. on this. So we'll save this for a producer's episode. All right. Yes. Miss Janelle, I do, do you have a touchy subject I for do. us? I do. So you know I'll be on Twitter or no, I'm not calling it that bullshit that uh that that man is yeah, talking. I saw that. something very interesting. The Daily Loud had uh posted that Snoop Dogg made the comment that he wants to be the dumbest person in his circle. And of course, people had their takes okay. on it, and you know. So my question to you all is where would you like to be positioned among your circle and how do you currently see your position in your circle? 
Hmm. You want to go first, C major? Go ahead, think about I've, it. Okay, I'll start because I've had time to think about it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so yeah. I thought about you know <laughs> I get the sentiment that that Snoop is is coming with with saying he wants to be the dumbest person in his circle, meaning I want to be around people who can offer me more. But I am a person who believes heavily in reciprocal relationships and I do not want to be quote unquote, the dumbest person in my circle. I don't ever want to feel like a leech. I don't want to feel like I'm getting jewels from my team and I can never offer jewels to my team. So the position that I want in my circle is that of a person who can offer intelligent advice, support, empathy, to my friends and I want to be able to receive mm-hmm. such from my friends. So what I think my position is in my circle is I think that I surround myself with people iron sharpens iron. And I think that my whole squad is iron. I think that I provide a certain intelligence mm-hmm. in a certain realm and I surround myself with people who fill in the gaps where I might not have the insight. I, you, you know, we, we sitting here and we joke all the time. Greece, Greece takes the, the brave stance of being the person who delivers the news on this show. And we can laugh and shit if she fucks with a word or whatever. But at the bottom line, this is my motherfucking nigga forever. We, we 30 plus years deep. And the intelligence and insight and the leadership that you've brought me moving through life is immeasurable. And you're smart in a very different way than I am. And I need that. It's the same with the Don. Mm-hmm. It's the same with Gerasmo. It's the same with Lynn's life. It's the same with Durf Daddy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just so much with Dr. Mom, with Ty, I get knowledge in different arenas, mm-hmm. in different ways, life-wise, professional, money. We talk about it all. And I think that I am a cog in this big machine of people who win. And so that's how I see myself. I don't think that I'm the dumbest person in the circle. I think that we are all very sharp tools that keep each other very sharp. Yeah. No, that I'm glad you went first because I, I kind of get why Snoop said what he said. And maybe mm-hmm. it was just a lack for lack of better word. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to surround yourself with yes folks and you don't ever want to be the one with all the answers. I ask a ton of questions and sometimes it comes off as me being an asshole or sarcastic, but really I'm under, I'm trying to understand the level of thinking that another person is on. And, and to your point, our crew, I, I put our crew hands down against anybody, anybody else's crew and circumstances, opportunities. We make the best of what we have. We go get it. I think 
you know, you put us in, in, in my capitalistic brain and this is, I'll, I'll go here. I'll go there. If we were more, <laughs> if we were less ethical as a team, we could be super villain. <laughs> Slim. <laughs> And, and 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 because of you, because of the Don, because of Ty, because of Dr. Mom, because of Ron Gerasmo, because of Lynn's life, because of Beekus. Yeah. Y'all have made y'all have brought my ethic y'all have brought me up. Y'all have stopped me from becoming the supervillain. I knew I was always in me. You know what I'm saying? But it's real shit. These yeah. are the things that I, that are learned. You know, straight. If I never developed these relationships with my crew, my instinct yeah. is to go get it. I know that. I know that about myself. I've done enough self reflection <laughs> to know that it's fuck everybody. Go get it. But my team sets the. You know, has has iron sharpens iron, like you said. I've learned a lot about compassion, feelings, ethics, more morals from different. Religious backgrounds, different upbringings, different status, different races, all of that mixed into one that is our crew. It's made me a better person. Um, Not just in how I move as an adult today, but if I just look back 20 years ago, the crew has been influencing every move we make, Mm -hmm. every big decision we make is influenced by our teammates and our crew. And it's not to say that we we having a board meeting every time somebody wants to make a, 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 a big jump in life, but we do very much value the opinions of our friends and, and the crew to, to, to help guide us into becoming better adults as we move through life. You can't, ha- I don't, I don't understand. Let me put it like that. I don't understand those people who don't have that type of support. I don't know. I know where I would be without it. <laughs> Serving somewhere, some some federal prison because my hair Your brain diabolical scheme. scheme get foiled, and you end up in a white collar <laughs> somewhere, somewhere with Caesar and DJ Envy. You know? <laughs> Because my team didn't correct me when I was in my twenties. Like, well, no, T, you that can't really. really. Sense, B. <laughs> I mean, right. So I'm with you. Like, I I think everybody brings something unique to the table when it when when we're talking about our friendship and the type of discussions we have mm-hmm. is never boring. We have such real shit conversations. We have, like you were talking earlier about adulting. I had an adulting conversation with, with Tata, mm-hmm. Dr. Mom, the last time right. I was there that I didn't even know I needed. Like we were on that level of shit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out. I'm, I'm flum. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I felt like I was drowning in all of these emotions that, um, that I, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't know who else to talk to. And I talked to yeah. Gerasmo, I talked to Don, I talk, you know, I talked to certain people about it, but it's also, I'm like, damn, I, I do have this, ex- Dr. Mom, yeah. Todd, Lynn's like, everybody, and when you hear the same advice <laughs> oh, coming okay. from all those different places, you're like, okay, okay, T, 
You right. Yeah, like y'all right. Y'all all telling me the same thing. I need to chill. You know, and to that extent, um, yeah. thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, thank you for for doing that and for being those 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 sharpeners because <laughs> a bitch would have been <laughs> locked up. Mm-hmm. Receiving 100%. a collect call from a federal definitely. <laughs> Right. God damn it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um. Is that what you see, Major? No, like like everybody said, I see what I see what Snoop coming from. Because if I'm the nigga in my squad with all the answers, like similar to T, <laughs> one of these answers is gonna land us in prison. Um, <laughs> and and it, I think the 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 answer kind of you 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 take some people take it for face value when you think of dumb versus smart. It, and I think it kind of has. To, to encompass everything when you look at your group and their characteristics, their traits, not necessarily, not necessarily the the answers to solutions, but how they move, how they carry themselves and stuff. And like, like for in most cases in my in my crew, I can be the smart one coming up with the ideas or or with the answers, but I'm also the, the chill, laid back one that's going to bring peace to the situation or offer alternative solution because. Some of my other niggas would rather get a little rowdy. And so, like, mm-hmm. and vice versa, where it's not a moment for me to be chill, relaxed, and it's time to move. I got my men there to, like, to, I know how to react in that situation. So, that's, it, 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 it's, it's balances. Something like, and you're not going to be the same. You're not going to offer the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, no, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm not, always, like I said, I'm not going to always be the chill one. I'm not gonna always be the smart one. Sometimes I'm gonna take the back seat and let let things ride. So yeah, it's I get what Snoop was coming from. The nigga, this, the nigga be high, y'all. <laughs> Cut him some slack. You know, he just, <laughs> nigga said the first thing that came to his mind. Yeah, like I'm tired of I'm tired of social media taking <laughs> verbatim yeah. ass shit and not not add not adding the context needed to <laughs> to fully understand the dynamics. Of that right, conversation right. because no, let, not by any Snoop ain't dumb. No. <laughs> you're right, you're nuance, right. Yeah, but I, I I found it very interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, just with the takes, you because the comments will ensue, and I was like, do people see themselves in a realistic light in their group? Are you the weak link? Are you the one that niggas draw straws mm. for to kick it with? You know what I mean, like. <laughs> Are you the one left out of the group chat? Like sometimes people don't have the awareness to say, you know, and and like I said, we all understood where Snoop was coming from with this. Like, you know, you don't, you don't want to be the, for some things you don't want to be the answer man. Sometimes you want to have a a circle Mm -hmm. where you can go and get an answer from. So we all understand that about what he was saying, but I was like, you know, my, my, my question really came from, you know, do do people have delusions about where they stand? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's a great question. And and I'm you know we we have the ability. I think the three of us have the ability to move in and out of different friend circles. Mm. Uh, I think that's kind of what makes this podcast what it is, is because we have mm-hmm. we have friends shared, you know, family members shared, and then we have. Mm. Like I have the flag football girls. Like C Major has Brotherhood. Um, Miss Janelle got, you know, <laughs> other accountants. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. 
<laughs> it's, real, it's real shit though because I have connected with a lot of people that That's I work real. with. Yeah, so. yeah, you got you know you got your coworkers. I'm not really a coworker squad type of person, but you got your coworker squad. I heard, I heard it gets live over there. You know what I'm saying? So I I I just I said that to to kind of piggyback off what C Major was saying about not giving. You're not going to give everything to you're not going to give the same type of input every time. And even and that works, especially with people like us who have different friend circles that we move in and out of. And one thing I was telling the flag girls was I feel like, you know, we've done the intermingling of mm-hmm. the crew with mm-hmm. the flag girls and, and that works, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And because we have such, we give so much of ourselves to, to all these to these circles that we we hold close to ourselves that we are able to provide a bridge to unite those circles so in the case of when Gerasmo and I yeah. got married the party was the party like nobody was on yeah nobody was on needles like everybody got loose everybody took shots everybody had fun like it wasn't no thing like my family was there the flag girls yeah. were there the crew was there what yeah. <laughs> you know like that wasn't supposed to work but it did and so you know good point C major good point miss janelle thank you for giving us that touchy <laughs> subject that wasn't as painful as <laughs> yeah you had a whole summer to think about it Yo, if seven, y'all don't think it's up. gonna get worse like, y'all forgot who the fuck i am but I'm... <laughs> that's real uh, shit. can we thank you for now yeah, though? can you we for thank now. you for this week and I'll let you know yeah, in about man. a couple of hours or so, me and my one homie going to be, we're we going to have to change positions to the uh, parlay leaders of, of the group. Mm. Niggas start relying on us. Like, niggas saw what it was last season and now they want to get in. I'm like, all right, understand. Yeah. <laughs> I had to I explain this to Charlie Mack too. Because he hit me up like, yeah, little bro, I'm trying, trying to make some money. Okay. It ain't it's, always with wins comes losses. Just because y'all see me posting the wins, <laughs> I'm not sitting up there posting yeah. the L's, nigga. Like, Don't post yeah. the L's. That's another. It's another nigga on my timeline. <laughs> we had a hot week, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Quiet. Uh, and two weeks ago, that that bad one was yeah, ghost. I'm like, where you at? Where's the <laughs> right? Feel you, feel you. Well, as always, you can find us. <laughs> well, I gotta stop saying that because you can't find Miss Janelle. That's just <laughs> that's just a lie. But at Reels and Feels on Twitter and Instagram, at T Greasy on Twitter and Instagram, I have uh, I'm working on something for the podcast. I feel like it's time for us to make some changes. Y'all get rid of me. Uh, yeah, Miss uh. Janelle. No, God no, no, damn. No, no, no. The crew is intact. The crew is intact and the frequency is gonna is gonna say the same. It's the location of where we place our files and add it and kind of cleaning up the producers uh the payment plan and all that stuff. It's on reelsandfills.com. You could click on the link and, and donate to become a, a monthly uh producer for five dollars a month. I wanna clean it up. I wanna make that oh, okay. a little more seamless for you. So I'm I'm planning to make some changes there in the, in, in the near future using a provider that Good has shit. this thing already set up. So 
um, yeah, that's a, that's all for me, C, C Major, Miss Janelle. Hey, do you man. want them to try I to actually inbox got a couple you? Inbox. What are we doing? <laughs> and I do read, I do respond. I just don't post okay. a lot. Uh, I think the last time I posted was like from the Vegas trip. A couple, like you always know that I'm having a good time and that I'm alive. Uh, I think I posted about Costa Rica before that. So. Mm-hmm. Fuck with me, Devious Dose, on Instagram and, and Twitter. And if you do talk to me, I will talk back. But I'm I'm not the person that you're just going to see scandal and, and and regular content. I'm busy living yeah. in real life. But I will I will holler at you if I don't have your number. So. C Major? You can find me on Twitter at C Major, P-U-H-C-E-E. That's C-E-E Major, P-U-H-C-E-E. You can find me on IG at C Major. That's C-E-E Major. Fuck that UK nigga. Hit the link in both those bios. Welcome. Get into anything I'm getting into. If you want to hit me later on, let me know what y'all feeling. Who who got the high hand? Who getting these receptions? Who <laughs> who rushing on these yards? You know what I'm saying? Let, we could set up something. We could... We could we could build a parlay oh, together man. as a unit as a as a community. No, you Reels can't of- because he doesn't respond to text. <laughs> you gonna dead that grease? I was gonna let that first part of that parlay shit. I'm dead in that because my man, look, I love my little brother. To, you know I love this dude, but he does not respond to text. He misses. I, I I you know I can't place no bets where I'm at. So I got the app open. I'm and it's time sensitive. I'll screenshot just- him the pics. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm ignoring you on purpose. So if you know, <laughs> I haven't sent him nothing in like a couple of weeks because I'm like I can't even go through this pain. So, salute! Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you very much for tuning in. We're back weekly cadence unless something comes mm-hmm. up because we have lives and we're just trying to live it. So, go. thank you, thank you for tuning in. <laughs>